This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Living here is not so bad. A car should never be a home. I park on a quiet street, lock the doors, and I hope no one notices me. Have you noticed? We have. At Helping Up Mission. A woman in desperate need can receive food, a safe place to sleep, and a new beginning. Winter is coming. Go to helpingupmission.org. Notice the need and please give generously to help at helpingupmission.org. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by God is My CEO, a prayer journal for entrepreneurs. I am so excited about this journal because it is the first ever prayer journal specifically for entrepreneurs. God gave me this idea a little over a month ago for me to create this journal for business owners. And I am just amazed with the response that has gotten thus far, the people who've been able to pre-order it and download the the virtual digital version um, and get started with growing that relationship with God and allowing God to be the CEO of their business. This journal is amazing because it has a space for you to surrender your business to God. Uh, It has a space for you to write down your million dollar ideas that God is going to give you as you grow in your relationship with him. It has a place for you to write down your answered prayers so that you can constantly be reminded that if he did it once, he'll do it again. There's a page, there's a section called I feel, but I know. In that section, it allows you to navigate the difficult feelings and sometimes just the very personal feelings of being an entrepreneur and relate that to what the scripture says so that you can be encouraged in those not so sexy parts of entrepreneurship. There's also a section for sermon notes. So if you guys are like me and you watch a lot of sermons online or if you just attend church, there's a section for you to take notes in there as well. And then, of course, there are the journaling pages. So there's a morning and evening section for you to journal and spend time with God every single day. So I'm so excited about this journal. I've been getting such amazing responses from everyone who's pre-ordered already and been able to utilize the digital version. So make sure you go to www.blessedandbossedup.com so that you can pre-order yours today. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. 
Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This episode is actually coming out a little later in the day. I normally like to get the podcasts out um, around the morning time, but this one seems to be coming out in the afternoon. Reason being is that um, I prayed and went into my prayer closet this morning. As y'all know, Mondays are my fasting days. And so I did everything that I usually do on my fasting days today, but I literally walked out of my prayer closet with like 10 pages worth of notes, stuff for me, stuff for other people. And it was just, God was just revealing to me so much. I couldn't even keep still to sit down and actually record the show. So I'm excited to actually be getting to that right now. Um, And I'm grateful because a lot of the things that I got for other people, I I believe are for some of you guys who um, are listening to this show as well. Thank you so much to everybody who loved last week's episode, Get Out of Your Own Way. Y'all have been blowing up my social media, my emails, my DMs, and I just appreciate all the love. Um, So continue to support, share the podcast so that more people can listen to the show. Continue to leave reviews so that people who are contemplating listening to the show can see how impactful it is. And yeah, I'm just excited about today's show. I I said my prayer before hitting record. Uh, I gave God all the room to move through me, to speak through me. I never get on this podcast without praying, without inviting God to it. Because while this is a, a, um, a popular platform, you know, a lot of people listen to this show. And I'm so grateful for that, but I never want to get so caught up in the hype that I don't allow God to do his thing because this is his podcast. This is not my podcast. I'm just the vessel that he uses to deliver whatever it is that he has to say. And so for today's episode, uh, this episode is going to be called Get Out of Your Own Way Part 2. Now, hopefully I don't be going off. Well, I don't know if I need to, then I will. But I was listening to last week's episode. Normally, after I edit the episode and post it, I listen back to it, but not always. I only really listen back to it if I get a whole lot more than normal responses. And last week was one of those weeks. And I went back and listened to the podcast and I was just like, Wow. First of all, who are you yelling at? Like that that's what I was thinking when I was listening to it. Like, who are you yelling at? And I was like, and I almost got to the point where I would I was going to critique myself, like, Tatum, you need to calm down when you get excited about something. But no, I don't need to do that. And the reason why is because the purpose of me praying before every episode is for God to use me. I know I have my notes and the things that I want to talk about, but I ask for God to speak through me. So sometimes that means I'm going to get hyped. I might be going in. I might be talking real passionate or whatever, but that's just what I'm going to do. (laughs) So I had to check myself and be like, don't over critique yourself because this isn't about you being perfect in your delivery or you orchestrating a message perfectly. This is about you being used. And so, yeah, I just, I listened back to that episode and I just laughed because I was really going off. And I always know after um, recording an episode, if this is going to be a really good one, I, I compare it to how anybody who does music or something may know that a song is going to be a hit. I know when a podcast is really going to stick because of a feeling that I have after it's over. And last week was one of those weeks. I've had that feeling a few times over the um I guess before this year. Well, for this year, I've had that feeling a few times after a show. I'm like, 
whoa, that was all God. And so I'm hoping today is one of those days, too, because I do have a long list of notes. But per usual, I ask that God continues to just use me as I speak. So, again, today's episode is called Get Out of Your Own Way, Part 2. And earlier today, like I told you guys, I was praying and just it was one of those those prayer times where I really didn't have anything like I had before I before I pray, I always listen to like worship songs. My favorites are um, well, my favorite one right now is Your Spirit by um Tasha Cobbs, Leonard, and Kiara Sheard. That song is everything to me. I listen to that song every single day. And that's the song that really just gets me where I need to be. And so um, I listen to worship songs before going into my prayer closet. And so I did that today. And um, and I even took my computer in there with me and turned it the volume lower and just let the worship songs continue to pray. I mean, continue to play as I just pray and thank God before getting into what I wanted. Uh, And so today it's my fasting day. So I always set my intention about what I'm fasting for. And I have my list of what I wanted to fast for. But as I got into just worshiping and just just praying and thanking God and being so grateful for everything that he's done in my life. I was just like, oh, all of this stuff don't seem to matter anymore after that. And so I was just like, you know what, God, what's up? I don't have nothing. I know what I wrote down, but what's up? And I literally walked out of my prayer closet with like 10 pages worth of notes. I was in there for like two hours and I've never been there that long, but I was in there for like two hours. And um, that what I originally wanted to talk about on today's episode was it was still going to be a follow up to last week, but um, I wanted to talk about something different. But as I was in my prayer closet and God was giving me things for not just myself, but for other people. I knew that a lot of the messages that I had for other people would probably apply to you guys that listen to this show as well. And so that leads me to my first point is that some of you guys are asking God to change your circumstances, but you need to ask him to change you. And what I mean by that is, um, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but I sent a text to someone that's close to me and I asked her, like, have you been praying? Because her name came up as I was um, praying this morning. And I was like, have you been praying a lot for God to change your circumstances? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, "Okay, that's why this came up. And what God wanted me to tell her was the same thing that I'm telling you guys is a lot of times we're asking God for to change the external, but he act, we actually need to be asking him to change the internal. The reason why we don't is because the internal things is hard. Him changing or molding us on the inside or digging up those things that we've buried for so many years or putting a mirror to those blind spots that we have, those areas in our life that we don't even want to deal with. That stuff is hard, but God wants to heal us on the inside in order for us to be ready and prepared for the things that he's going to give us on the outside to be prepared for the success, the clients, the whatever it is that we're believing in him for. We have to be prepared on the inside for that. And that's a part of getting out of your own way. 
It's asking God to change you. And a lot of times we have been molded by our circumstances and our past and the things that we've gone through so much. So we now have this whole identity based off of what life has done, as opposed to having an identity in Christ. And God knew who we were before he formed us in our mother's womb. And sometimes our life experiences don't always shape us out to be that same person that God knew. So we have to make sure that when we're praying and we ask him to change our inside, because by him doing that, now we're getting ourselves in alignment to what he wants for us. And it's not pretty. It doesn't feel good. If this is a process that I was in for all of 2018 thus far, and I'm just now getting out of it. If you, you can go back and listen to previous episodes where I was telling you guys, I was just in the middle of some stuff and I, and I talked my way through them on the podcast. But now that God has pulled me out of those things, as I'm looking back, I'm understanding that God needed to reintroduce me to myself. I was operating in obedience, but unsure obedience. So I was still doing the things that God called me to do, but I was unsure about what that means, or I was still just nervous or unsure about what was going on. But now looking back, I can see why he needed to stretch me the way that he needed to, because he needed to show me who I am. And God wants to show you who you are. But in order for him to do that, in order for you to truly fix those things that are in, that um, are blocking you from getting out of your own way, you have to seek him as and change your prayers from God change my circumstances to God change me, make me who you called me to be. I want who I look at in the mirror to reflect who you saw me as before you formed me in my mother's womb. And for a lot of us, when I talked about last week of us being in our own way or magnifying the problem, we've been taught that because everybody in our life or because because we've decided to be entrepreneurs, we're stepping into unfamiliar territory. And so it's easy to magnify the problem because it aligns with what everybody else has already told us. Everybody else has told us you can't be successful at doing something you love. So when the troubles come in doing the things that you love, your mind goes back to what somebody else told you or because you feel like it's impossible to be self-employed and be successful whenever the obstacles come for you to do that you believe them you get in your own way because it feeds a narrative that life or people have has told you already and so the first step in overcoming those things and actually shifting that perspective I know we talked about it last week and a lot of people got excited oh I'm going to shift my perspective but you have to change who you are in order for that to stick because you may shift your perspective that day but it's not about what you do when you're still on the high of being motivated by listening to my podcast or reading a book. It's about what you do when that motivation wears off. That's where you start to make a change. So in order for you to actually get to that point, you really have to pray and ask God to change me. Like, God, I know I've been asking you for increase. I know I've been asking you for abundance. I know I've been asking you to give me clarity about my your vision for my life. I know I've been asking you to send me the right people who get what's going on in entrepreneurship. I know I've been asking you for new clients, for more sales, for more marketing advice. I've been asking you for all these things, but... Forgive me, God. Can I ask you to change me? What is it that you need me to change within myself? What am I missing here? And that's a that's something that we really don't ask. And I think as women, especially black women, we have gotten so we are so 
act, I don't want to say excellent, but we're so great at operating in brokenness that we never take the time to get healed. We are so good at I'm fine that we don't even know how to say, you know what, I'm not. Vulnerability is so difficult for us. And it's because we've always had to be fine. We've always had to, to deal with what we're going through and put the weight of other people on our shoulders. We've, already, we've always had to show up for our families despite what we're going through. We're so used to operating in brokenness because we've already had to. I mean, we've always had to. And that just shows the strength of who we are, but that doesn't give us an excuse to not face those broken areas. Just because you're strong doesn't mean you can't be whole and strong. Like, God doesn't want us to just be out here with these masks on. Like, he wants us to really um, take those masks off and be vulnerable with him so that he can do the work that needs to be done on the inside of us. And that work is, is hard. It is so hard. When I tell y'all I'm in, like, in count, premarital counseling plus counseling um therapy with my mother to heal areas in our broken relationships like imagine being in therapy twice like come on y'all like come on it's not easy so not only am i going to god to not only was i really going to god to 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 grow as a woman for him to to mold me and i'm praying these same prayers that i've been um telling you guys to do to to have god change you i was doing the exact same thing this whole year and going to therapy preparing to be a wife and not just all of the the cute wedding stuff but what does it really mean to be a wife what does that ministry of being a wife mean what does that mean that i have to be for my family and am I ready for that in who I am right now? And what needs to change about me to be ready for that, to be able to um, have or, or set the tone in my household the way that I need to? What do I need to, to overcome internally to be able to submit to my husband for him to be the head of my house, household and to trust for him to do that? Like, that's not natural. For me and my family, that's not natural. Women are strong and we're independent. So I had to overcome certain things. And I've always known that, but I never really had a need to expedite that process of fate, facing certain blind areas in my life. And it wasn't until um, I got engaged where I was like, okay, I want to be, I want to be ready for marriage. So we're going to do premarital counseling. But I didn't know how much that was going to reveal about me. And I may be great. I may be operating in obedience. People may look up to me. I may be influential. But that doesn't mean there are not areas within myself that need to be healed. And that was that was very difficult to do. I had habits that needed to break. I had perspectives that needed to break. I had walls that needed to come down that I didn't even realize was there. But when I prayed and asked for God to, to change me, I had to be ready for what came with that. So that's why I'm telling you guys that when you are, I'm telling you that you have to pray for God to change you. But when you do that, you also have to be prepared that it hurts. You're going to go through some stuff. It is going to be the fight of your life, literally, but it will always be worth it. God did not say that, that we wouldn't go through the fire. He just promised us that we won't be burned. So we have to understand that a part of being blessed and bossed up is being broken so that he can rebuild us. 
so that we can re- so that we can build these businesses that glorify him. So like I said, I'm in therapy for this, for this relationship, getting ready for this ministry of marriage. Aside from all the wedding stuff, y'all don't never hear me talk about the wedding stuff because that's, that's doesn't matter. What matters is the the ministry of marriage and having a healthy marriage. So that's the focus. So I'm going through that and everything that reveals about me. Then revealing broken relationships, understanding that one of the first meaningful relationships that you have when you're born is with the first relationship that you have, period, is with your mom because they carry you. They birth you. So when it's trauma and and strife in that relationship, that really affects somebody. So for me, I was like, so when God, one of the things that God revealed to me and me praying this prayer of asking God to change me was you need this relationship needs to be restored. So so what that's something that needs to happen. So in the process of doing that, more things are being revealed about about me that need to change. More things that I prefer to keep buried have to be have to be brought up in order to be healed. Scars that I've had band-aids on for my whole life has to be taken off. Uh, the band-aid has to be taken off, and we have to actually heal these wounds now. Now we have to to uh, things that I be or or the best way to say it things that I've become so accustomed to just not dealing with I now have to look dead in the eyes it's not easy but it's it's always always necessary and you're always going to come out on the other side when I tell y'all like this is stuff that I've done and dealt with or been going through this entire year and there's some days where I don't I didn't want to get out of bed there have been some days where I've been praying my way through t- tears. There have been days where I'm watching. I don't even want to pray because I don't I don't I don't think I can handle anything else. God wants me to do like I I knew better to the point where I was going to always be obedient. But I had got to a place where I was so broken down where I was like, I don't even want to pray because I don't want to hear nothing else. Like, I don't think I can handle it, but I could. I still had to come and talk on this podcast every single week. And God still gave me perspective to give on this show. And I told you guys, even on previous episodes, that once I got through the the things that I was going through, that I would be able to better communicate to you guys what that's like. And that's what I'm doing right now. And I know that's why God wanted me to send the messages I sent today. And the reason why he wanted me to talk to you guys about asking him to change you, because I never want to make it seem like this blessed and bossed up lifestyle is easy. It's not. Your success is guaranteed. It's promised that you may um, cry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. It's promised that you will walk through the fire and not get burned. All of these things are promised to you. It's promised that all things, including what you're going through, works out for your good. These are the promises of God. But that doesn't mean the feelings in the midst of of the, the process. That doesn't mean the feelings in the midst of the process are always good. But like I said, in order for us to get out of our own way, we have to ask God to change us. And um, another thing is we can't just rely on that's just how I am. That's not good enough anymore. 
That's not good enough for this next level that God wants you to walk into. That's just how I am. That phrase, you have to get rid of it because if that's just how I am, uh, is not aligned with who God called you to be or who he says you are, it's gotta go. Otherwise, you're just speaking against what your prayers are. You can't say God changed me and then say that's just how I am. That that makes zero sense. It's contradictory. And your words have power. So you're canceling out through your through that phrase. You're canceling out the things that you've been praying in silence. So, again, you guys, in order for us to get out of our own way. We have to start praying these real prayers. We have to stop asking God to change our circumstances without asking him to change us. Another thing that I wanted to say is that, and this was something that I sent somebody else today, is affirmations cannot replace the work. You can't just affirm, 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 or speak life and, and speak these things without doing the work. Like that, that, that doesn't make sense. It says, I mean, the Bible even says faith without works is dead. So as you're affirming, I am a millionaire or I am a successful entrepreneur, I am a, a whatever. You have to also still pray that prayer of God, change me, show me areas about myself that I need to heal. What are some things that I've buried down so deep that I don't even remember anymore? Bring them to my remembrance so that I can heal them. Who do I need to forgive that I've been holding things, I've been holding things against for so many years? Who do I need to call and say I'm sorry? Matter of some, wow, some, some of you guys need to just forgive yourself. Yeah, you're in your own way because you don't even forgive yourself for some things. You're in your own way because you don't even forgive yourself for for uh, squandering the money that you made in your last business, for partnering with the wrong person and they screwed you over, for doing something you knew you wasn't supposed to do and now you're back where you're starting. You don't even forgive yourself. But sometimes that's what it takes. It takes that stuff that's hard, like digging up those things that is so much easier to just leave dormant. We have to bring those things up to the surface so that we can be able to actually get out of our own way. So that so that um, focusing on the, the solution instead of the problem, like I talked about last week, now becomes second nature because you don't have all of those those negative thoughts or you don't have all of that self-doubt feeding you anymore or you don't have the, the people who told you you weren't going to make it feeding you anymore. Now all you have is the word of God in your heart and in your mind. So you it's easy for you to go to the um, to the solution and not focus on the problem because now you have peace. You get what I'm saying? So in this season, you guys, as you are asking for God to elevate you, as you are are praying about these goals, you're praying about where you want your business to go, ask for God to change you. Ask for God to reveal to you people in your circle that you need to distance yourself from. Sometimes you might need some new friends. Sometimes you might need new influences, new routines. Somebody told me some years ago, that the gateway to the heart is through the eyes and through the ears. So that means that if you're constantly seeing or hearing things that are influencing that self-doubt, all of these these things, um, what's his name? Pastor Tory Roberts in his book, Wholeness, he calls them your inner storyteller. So um, all of these things that are feeding that 
inner storyteller that's telling you all of these negative things, you have to eliminate that. And sometimes it's your friends. And you don't have to be sent. You don't have to sit down and have lunch with everybody and be like, hey, you know, I'm I'm making God my CEO so we can't be friends anymore. Like you don't have to do that. But just ask God, like, who do I need to keep around and who has to go? And if somebody has to go, please give me the strength to let that happen. I'm the type where I'll even ask God, like, can you can you have them break up with me? (laughs) Like if I feel like it's a relationship or something that. It's a lot for me to actually go and let that go. I'm like, God, can they can they roll out? Sometimes that prayer works. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes you be like, no, you need to man up and do that. But other times they may do something that makes it easier. But sometimes we may need new friends. We may need new influences or new influencers. Sometimes the person that you're following on social media that you think so highly of, you need to get rid of them because they they may look so successful, but they're not of God. So so then you instead of them leading you to God, they're leading you to themselves. And then you end up comparing yourself to them. And that comparison game will always leave you um, insecure. So then that starts feeding those negative thoughts that end up with you in your own way. It's a cycle. Sometimes you need new routines. You wake up and check Instagram the first thing the first thing in the morning, so now your day's starting off with attitude. Especially with all the things that's going on in the world right now, the last thing you need to do is check the news or something early. One thing for me is I refuse to watch the news before bed. Like when I'm going to sleep, I'm so mindful of what I watch before I go to sleep. I'm always watching either Property Brothers some type of um, some show on HGTV before I go to sleep, some type of a comedy stand up or something, some like child show. I really like Boss Baby. Don't judge me <laughs> on Netflix. Um, uh, I like the Marlin show on Netflix. I'm like always watching something that's either funny or just lighthearted. I don't even watch business stuff before I go to sleep because my mind will start rolling and I won't be able to sleep. But you have to get new routines. You know, paying attention to Instagram before you go into bed may not be good for you. Or waking up and um, scrolling through your timeline or watching the news while you get ready for work, feeding your mind with all of this negative stuff before you can even start the day, it's not good. Listen to worship music in the morning instead. Watch lighthearted things like I do before going to bed instead. Keep a journal of, of and just write down things that you're grateful for at night instead. We have to do things differently in order for us to get out our own way. We can't say, I'm going to get out my own way and think that's enough. That's my problem with a lot of um, like motivational stuff is what happens when that motivation wears off? Like, Don't pump me up to do nothing. You're wasting my time. <laughs> I want to know what can I practically do to where the de- the thing that I'm desiring is a reality in my life. So that's why on this show, I really like to make sure that I always give you guys practical things. I don't ever want to just make you be like, yes. And then 20 minutes later, you go back to being how you were because then I didn't do my job right. So again, in order to get out of your own way, stop asking God to change your circumstances and ask him to change you. Start taking inventory on your friendships, your influences, your routines, and figure out how can you feed yourself the thing that that the gateways to your heart. How can you feed your ears and your eyes to see things that speak to what God says about you as opposed to anything negative or anything like that? 
Affirmations do not replace the real work. We can affirm all day. Affirmations are great, but we also have to be obedient to when God tells us something. And you, we also have to be honest. If you're not in the or if you don't, God is always talking to us, but a lot of us don't know how to hear from him. So if you're one of those people who don't know how to hear from God, that's your first step. I always, excuse me, recommend Joyce Meyer's book, How to Hear from God. Always. And then also pray and ask God for him to, to allow you to hear his voice because he will. And then as you begin to hear his voice, your relationship grow. And as your relationship grows and you spend time with him and things like that, you'll be able to discern it better. But don't let the fact that oh, I wish I could hear from God stop you. That doesn't that's a problem. That's that's heighten, highlighting the problem and not the solution. And my next point about this whole getting out of your own way subject is don't let your excitement or your new sense of productivity about learning how to get out of your own way cause you to not invest in the right things. And I want to be clear about that. So last week when I talked about money not being a real objective, uh, objection, to you completing your goals, how easy it is to get money. I wanna be clear, I did not mean to just do anything to get money in your business. I mean, find clever ways to make money to invest in your business. That doesn't mean your business needs to hurry out, hurry up and put out some t-shirts and all of that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying if you are finding it hard to, or using money as the reason why you can't invest in your business, then there's tons of things that you can do to make money to put in your business. But you should always be strategic about your revenue streams and the, the details and structures of your business. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people may say, oh, I, I get it now. I'm not going to use my lack of business uh, knowledge to stop me from pursuing my business. Instead, I'm going to get a business coach. Now, um, a lot I've noticed a lot of people can be very much so naive consumers, especially new entrepreneurs are so vulnerable or so eager for success that we can be very naive when it comes to who and what we invest in. And a lot of entrepreneurs who sell products and services to new, newer entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs take advantage of that naivete a lot. I hope I said that word right, but whatever. They take advantage of it a lot. And I want us to be a little bit more cautious about our coins. As we're getting out of our own way, be a little bit more mindful and slow about what you invest in as it relates to um, somebody pouring into your business. So what I mean by that is don't be a student of any coach because now that you've made God your CEO, you have... Um, yeah, you've made God your CEO. You have uh, asked God to work on you. You've now know that you need to hire a business coach. You now have the means to do so. Don't let your your cautiousness cautiousness stop there. Pay attention to who you're investing in because the devil is going to be big mad when you start letting God be your CEO and and lead your life. So he will send. Um, a demon in the form of a coach or influencer or something like that to derail your business or to mess up your idea. So we have to continue to be educated consumers. I've seen people 
So we know this uh, this Instagram TV thing just came out. And I've seen people like doing trainings on how Instagram TV can um, get you more clients in your business or convert into money for your business. Here's my issue with that. Unless you have like real data that backs that up, meaning you have converted some coins or converted a a good percentage of people from viewers to customers or somebody you have worked with has converted um, a a considerable considerable percentage of viewers into customers with IGTV, unless you have the data to support that, what what exactly are we talking about? Otherwise, you're guessing just like me. Your guess, you may have knowledge that makes your guess an educated one, but why am I spending money or time on you guessing? And, and if you don't have the data to back it up. Instagram TV just came out like last week. So, uh, yeah, anyway. Stuff like that gets on my nerves because if it makes me feel like or it just shows how people will really capitalize off of you um, being naive just because you don't know much about Instagram TV. Now you want to pay somebody to teach you something that you could have just read on Instagram's website. You know what I mean? Like we have to stop being such blind consumers or we invest in people who may show us all of their their income when the only they make money by just convincing you to spend money and so that's their whole business model convincing you that you need something that they are selling that probably won't even really help you and you buy it now they're rich and you have something that you don't even know what to do with now information the information marketing business is huge because people will sell you you'll go and buy information thinking that it's going to give you a transformation and that's not always the case as opposed to investing in something that's proven to transform whatever it is that you're looking to transform. So, again, I really want us, as we get all excited about getting out our own way and we find the money that we said that we didn't have to invest in our business, to make sure we're investing that money wisely and not in things that aren't going to give us a return on investment. That's how you make decisions on what you spend money on on in business. What's going to give you a return on investment? If you're looking to invest in somebody, don't pay attention to what their numbers are. Pay attention to who their clients' numbers are or what their clients' numbers are. When um, I hired a business coach originally, I don't care how much money she makes in her business. I want to know how much your clients make in their business. I want to know what the transformation is from when people start to work with you from when um, then when they're finished. Like, what's that in between? Like, what are what are other people saying about you? I care way more about that than how much money you have, because that tells me if what it is that you're talking about actually works. But there are just so many people that's taking advantage of us. And I'll be looking at stuff like somebody selling um, coaching on how to form your business and they're not even a lawyer. You forming your business legally is a legal decision. So if you're spending money on anybody that is not a lawyer, you are wasting your money or you're investing your money in the wrong thing. 
Nobody should be coaching you on how to form your business. If anything, consult a lawyer so you have a detailed understanding of what everything means and then choose your business entity based off of that or somebody charging you to form your business for you. I'm not sure how it works in other states, but in Maryland, it literally takes 30 minutes and like 200 something dollars to form a business. It does not take anything. So if you're paying somebody to do that, you are wasting your money. We have to be way more educated consumers. If you're investing in conferences and all they're telling you is set up a bunch of photography sessions and post uh, cute pictures on Instagram in a certain order, and they're not telling you how that actually relates to the big picture, you don't need to be going. And more importantly, not only how that relates to the big picture, or what's the return on investment? Yo, I was looking for a photographer recently, right? Because I'm going to be doing a brand shoot soon. I need more pictures and stuff. And so I'm like looking at photographers' prices and stuff like that. I'm like, photographers really got expensive. Like, since the last time I did a brand shoot, photographers have really gotten a lot more expensive. And people are really paying this only to post these things on social media with no knowledge on how this goes uh, relates to the bottom line. Like, what's the return on investment in that? If I'm paying you $800 to take my pictures, how am I going to make that $800 back? If you don't have the answer to that question, and that's not for the photographer, though, to answer. That's for you to know as the business owner. If you don't know that, then you don't need to make that decision. You need to figure out... First, how is this going to make me um, not just a return on investment, but a meaningful return on investment? Because if you spend two dollars and you make back 11, that's still not a good return. Um, Excuse me. If you spend ten dollars and you only make back 11, that's not a good return on investment. You only made a dollar. Like, was that really worth all the time and energy it took to do all of that to make a dollar? So we have to be better business people and, and know how to make better decisions. My uh, a little resource that I would suggest for you guys is to watch the show The Profit. It's by a guy named Marcus Lemonis. It comes on ABC, the same channel that Shark Tank comes on. It's The Profit, P-R-O-F-I-T. And binge watch that show. That show is about um, businesses, small businesses that are failing. And the guy, Marcus Lemonis, he comes, invests in the business, gets it up and running, and moves on. And it's funny because I'm like, shout out to him because this man is just getting richer by the episode. Like not only is he paying, is they are they paying him to do this show, but he's investing for equity in all of these businesses that he fixed and then he just moves on. So he's just getting richer and richer and richer. But shout out to him though, because that's awesome. But anyway, that show will teach you a lot about mistakes of entrepreneurs. So I highly suggest watching that show. If you're somebody who wants to understand more about the business side of things, watch that show because not only does it show you where they're failing at, he explains very well how he fixes things and why he fixes it. So definitely check out that show. It's free. Sit down, watch it and take notes. It's It's one of my favorite shows. I love it. It is such a great show. But again, you guys, after you get out your own way, Now you have to be a more educated consumer when it comes to where you invest your time and your money. And also you have to ask yourself if you want to invest in like a coach or consultant or something like that. Are you coachable? 
Are you really willing to put in the work that it takes? A lot of people ask me all the time, like, how do I know when it's time to hire a business coach? And I can give you a bunch of answers about finances and who to choose and things like that. But you also have to ask yourself, are you coachable right now? Do you have the discipline that it takes to take the play that the coach gives you to actually run with it? Otherwise, even if they're, you've crossed all the things off the list to make sure they're the right person to invest in, you're not going to get the transformation that you want to see because you're either expecting them to hold your hand or do the work for you. And if that's not what they do, you're not going to see any results. There are some people who do stuff for you that cost more because now they have to take the time to do it. But most of the time, coaches or consultants or whatever, they're not doing the work for you. They're giving you the blueprint. I've even um, encountered people who work with me and I give them so much, but they don't do anything with it. So it's like I can't do anything else for you but give you the blueprint. And if you don't take it and run with it and um, actually are disciplined enough in yourself to get things done and then come back to me with questions based off of what you've done and not just the same questions that we've already went over, then you're not going to get anything. Um, So, yeah, make sure even within yourself, are you in a position to even be able to implement? And if you're not, that's something that you take back to God as well. Like, God, why don't I finish anything that I start? Change me so that I finish things that I start, so that I have discipline to get things done even when I don't feel like it. Why do my emotions control me so much to where how I feel determines what I do? Those are all questions that you take back to God. Um, So, yeah, that was my last point. So if you don't get anything else from this episode, you guys, is that you need to stop asking God to change your circumstances. Ask him to change you. And also, once you get out of your own way, be more um, cautious about where you spend your money. Don't be a naive consumer. That is going to wrap up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Leave us a review on um, iTunes. If you like the episode, repost it. Tag me on Instagram. Let me know what you think. Uh, I want to answer some questions on the next episode. So if you have a question, send me. Go to blessedandbossedup.com, actually, and click Ask a Boss. Or you can send me an email, tatum at tatumtamia.com. And that's it. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Living here is not so bad. A car should never be a home. I park on a quiet street, lock the doors, and I hope no one notices me. Have you noticed? We have. At Helping Up Mission, a woman in desperate need can receive food, a safe place to sleep, and a new beginning. Winter is coming. Go to Helping Up Mission.